Real quick, before we get started, my team and I take a lot of time putting these together. So if you could take a moment to leave a rating and a review, that would mean the absolute world to me. Now, let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Stock Market Millionaire podcast brought to you by WealthBuildersHQ.com, where we talk about practical trading strategies, developing your proper trading mindset, and many of the failures and lessons we've learned along the way, all to help you become a better trader. Now here's your host, Robert Roy. Trading education can be expensive. Luckily for you, over the course of my two plus decades in my trading career, I have spent tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on my trading education. And from all of the trainings I've attended, I've noticed that there are several things that no training has covered. If you don't know who I am, my name is Robert Roy, and I'm a full-time trader and a trading coach and the founder of WealthBuildersHQ.com. We teach traders technical strategies to build their wealth using the financial markets. And in this video, I'm going to reveal to you the seven things that I wish I would have been taught during my trading education. The first one, and one that surprised me the most, is your friends and family, they may not support you. They may not support the endeavor that you're taking on. They may not agree with you that you should do this. They may not think you are qualified. And think about it. Who are you with what experience you have to trade your own money compared to a stockbroker, a financial advisor? Hey, they were professionally schooled in this. Who are you? You know, but think about it this way, all right? Whether you are as good as that broker or not or better than your friends or, and family or not, the key that you've got to remember, the takeaway here is you can't let that get to you. You can't listen to what they're saying about that. It can't be that they're right and you're wrong, right? You've got to be resilient. You've got to be forceful. You've got to push through that. You've got to power through and still focus on the things that you want to get out of life and the things that trading can bring to you. Next is honing in on your why and making it powerful. And I mean very powerful. I want your why to be so strong that it helps to elevate you and keep you elevated, almost like your feet are not touching the ground. You're floating in air. And I don't mean where everything becomes life is good and everything is easy, but it keeps you resilient enough. It keeps you excited enough. It keeps you pushing forward enough that you can do this. Right, And you need that why to be very strong. What does that mean? My why cannot be, should not be, I want to make more money. That's why I want to do this. No, 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 no. Everybody wants to make more money. Why the stock market? Why do you want to make that money? For what purpose? It's not the money. Right? What we're looking for is what the money will do for us, not the money itself. You take a good person, a really good person, and you throw an unlimited amount of money at them, and they will do amazingly good things. And that's what this is. What is it you want out of this? I've had students tell me that they want to start a nonprofit. They want to go over to Africa or another country that is in bad shape and just build houses and schools and water. And that's awesome. That is a great why. How powerful is your why? Obviously, if you know anything about me as a trader, options is where I tend to go. That doesn't mean I don't trade stocks, but there's this battle between stocks and options. Which one should I trade? You know, there are benefits to both. Stocks don't have expiration days. Options do. Stocks can be very expensive. Options are not. For me, the majority of what I do are options trades. Some of my trades, which also include options, but they'll include the stock, like a covered call, right? Out where I buy the stock and I rent a call option out against it. And I may buy an insurance policy, which is a put on that same stock. You see, when you look at rate of return, if I buy a stock and it's, let's just say, $100 a share, if the stock moves a dollar, I made 1% or $1. Well, 
Well, if I buy an option for, let's say, $10 on that $100 stock, and that stock moves a dollar, my option is going to move 70 or 80 cents. Well, look at the difference in rate of return between those two, right? Options definitely, definitely come ahead of the game. Let's next talk about the importance of journaling, of documenting, of writing it down. When I first started, there were no websites, no brokers that had practice trading software. You wrote it down on a piece of paper. Hence the name, paper trade. It's paper, right? You would write down everything about the trade. I documented everything. The, the time of day, my emotions, the price of the stock, the price of the option, what the delta was, gamma, theta, vega, what I wrote it all down. Why? Because I was afraid I'd miss a point. Now, granted, I probably went overboard and I learned to scale back to the pieces that were really important to me. Right? But you want to journal so you can go back and review what you've done. See, I don't want it where you did a trade and you made 200, 2,000, it doesn't matter, dollars, and you go, hey, great trade, Rob. You did awesome. Mm -mm. Right? I want you to be able to go through all of your trades and say, wow, was this a good trade? Was this a bad trade based on what? Not necessarily just based on did I make money? Because that's not really what makes a good or a bad trade. Did you follow your plan? Did you follow your system? See, if you did, and let's say bad news came out, you bought a call option, you thought the stock was going up, right? You bought a call, and bad news came out on the market, and the market dropped, your stock dropped. You did everything you were supposed to. Did you get out based on your rules? Yes, then that was a good trade. But it went against me. I lost money. Uh-huh, and you're going to lose money. Who? What is this guy talking about you're going to lose money? I don't want someone that's going to tell me I'm going to lose money. You want someone to lie to you? Because that's what a lot of traders out there are doing right now. They're telling you, you can't lose. I know, I, I worked with a guy. I worked with a guy that was a mentor who said to me, Rob, I have never lost on a trade. And he was right. He just never closed out the stocks that went against him. He bought stocks at 60 bucks. They're trading at 14 cents. I didn't lose any money. I didn't sell it. Right? That's not what we're looking for. Journaling gives you the ability to go back and track what you've done and determine was this a good trade or not? Was this a good trading system or not? Next on our list is fibs. No, not lies. Fibs. Fibonacci. Okay? Leonardo de Pisa self-named himself Leonardo Fibonacci. Right? And if I would have known more about Fibonacci's right out of the gate, man, how important that would have been. I wish my coach, the person who taught me about the market in my very first workshop that I took, would have introduced me to it. Instead, it wound up being the person that I met at the event who became my own personal mentor at that time. His name was Vaskin, who taught me about Fibonacci's. The guy was a genius when it came to stocks and technical analysis. He was amazing. He knew nothing about options, which is why he was at the same event that I was. He'd been trading stocks for 40 years, right? Fibonacci gives us a way to measure, determine when a stock made a move from A to B, right? Whatever that move is, $10, right? So the stock went from 10 to 20. That's a $10 move. If it pulls back and drops down $5, right? It was a $10 move. If it drops down five, that kind of puts it in the middle, $15. Okay. That's a 50% retracement. Fibonacci's help us to understand retracements and breakouts and so many trade setups. I've discovered about a dozen different trade setups utilizing Fibonacci's that I never would have found had Vasco not introduced them to me, and I wish they would have put more emphasis on it when I first started learning about markets. March 1997, I'm sitting in my very first live training course, and in that training, they taught us 13 different strategies, 
right? And the reason I bring that up was that was a lot of strategies. Now, to me, brand new trader, I'm like, wow, I'm going to learn all this stuff. Half of them I never thought would work. Some of them required me to buy the stock. Well, heck, I was there because I didn't have money to buy the stock. I wanted to buy the options, right? But I did not have the consistency by going over multiple trade setups and the discipline needed to focus on one thing. They said, here's all these strategies. Pick the ones you like and trade them. Uh-uh. I told traders, here's all these things that we do. Find the one that you like and focus in on that. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. That is the focal point right there. You want to be consistent? You need to have discipline. That discipline requires you to have a systematic approach to identify, enter, manage, and exit in your trade, which leads us to our very last point, SCS, Strategy Creation System. It is the systematic approach to those four words I just gave you, identify, enter, manage, exit. Sounds simple. Actually, the four simplest words in the world, yet the hardest thing for someone to master is to build a successful trading system. Well, what does it mean though, Rob? Well, you need rules for each one of those words. Identify. What says this candidate makes it on my list today? I've identified this stock, but should I put it on my list as a potential trade? Once I've identified it, and there could be things in there such as it moves at least $5 a day, it has a million shares a day traded on it, right? What are the qualifiers to get on my list? Once it's on my list, it's just on a list. It doesn't mean I'm trading it today. From there, I want to look at entry rules. What do I need? Stock pulled back to a support. It closed. It bounced. The stock pulled back to a moving average. There's a confluence of multiple things happening, a support line, let's say, and a moving average or a Bollinger Band or whatever it is, multiple things happening in one place. Those are my entry rules. Once I've identified and entered a position, now I need to manage it, right? Where am I getting out? Am I getting out of the trade all at once or am I scaling out? Am I getting into the trade all at once or am I scaling in, right? How am I setting my stops? Where do I adjust my stops? And then lastly is my exit, and ultimately it's getting out of the trade for good. It went against me, this happened, that happened, I'm, I'm getting out of this position now, right? Strategy creation system takes those four key components, and when you build each one out individually, its own set of rules, okay, gives you the best opportunity towards success. There are so, so many things that I've learned on my own or figured out along the way on my trading journey in addition to the ones that I've listed here. What are some of the things you wish you were taught during your trading education? Let me know in the comments section down below. Until next time, make it a profitable day. Stay focused on the quest to becoming a great trader. Keep crushing it. And remember, you're just one trade away. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Stock Market Millionaire Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to share it with another trader that might find it useful. 